episode 842. Traditionally, the third preseason game is when the starters play the most, but Brian Balaga won't be among them. To preview the Packers-Broncos game, we talked to Ty Ellsbrooks of Blue Cheese Radio. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about the Packers' third preseason game coming up. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Ty Ellsbrooks of Blue Cheese Radio, part of the Pack to the Future Network. Ty, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Brian. How are you? Very good. We're glad to have you on the show. And to start things off here, Ty, uh, could you start by just telling us a little bit about the podcast itself, your background, and and anything is anything you want to share? Um, and and tell me if I have this right. I'm I'm thinking Blue Cheese Radio. That must be an homage to your Kentucky heritage and the Blue Grass State. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. Um... Both me and my co-host Mike were actually brothers-in-law, and um, both big-time Packers fans have been for years. And you know, we we just got to talking. Both of us had wanted to do a podcast for a long time, and decided, you know, let's, let's just do it. And you know, a little over uh, about a year and a half ago, now we started the podcast. We're going into our second second season here with it, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Very good. Uh, I'm glad you guys are having fun with it, and uh, I wish you all the best with uh, with what you're doing there. Um, we got a lot to talk about on today's episode, previewing this Packers-Broncos game. And, and, and let's start here with uh, the biggest news of the past few days here, Ty. Following his sprained ankle at practice on Wednesday, do you think preemptively holding Brian Balaga out the rest of the preseason is the correct choice for the Green Bay Packers, the the proper path to take? Yeah, I would say so. I think Balaga is um, he's an essential part to this offense with the first stringers. At this point, he's a veteran. He knows what he's got to do. And I, I think with some of the depth we've seen on this line, especially over the last couple games, um, I think that's definitely the uh, the right path to go down with trying to hold him out and make sure he's healthy to start week one. Yeah, hope the best for Brian Balaga. Good luck to him in, in, in getting healthy here for the start of the regular season. Uh, Ty, I think some people hope Jason Spriggs, when the Packers drafted him, might be a swing tackle, able to play right or left, but after he's performed so far this preseason – do you think it might be best just keeping him at left tackle in Brian Balaga's absence? I think for now, that's probably the best choice. And, you know, just, just to put it out there, I do think Spriggs has the right body type. I think he's got great athleticism. He just really needs to calm down a lot on the field and work on that hand technique. I talked about that on our last episode of Blue Cheese. His foot technique is good. His foot placement's good. 
but he still needs to build up that strength and work on his hand placement technique as far as um, taking care of that initial pop after the snap on the ball and, you know, making sure he kind of holds his block against the defender. I'm hoping that maybe this is a Nick Perry type situation where it may take him a couple years more than some people do, but he'll be what he's expected to be. But I think right now his, his best bet is to stay, uh, stay backing up Bakhtiari. Yeah, it's a tough situation. I think most people are willing to forgive almost any player their rookie year if they don't live up to expectations right away. But entering year two, that that yeah. patience wears thin really quickly. And, and obviously, we're not at the regular season yet, but things aren't trending in the right direction. But there's still time. There's still time. Um, so if, if, if Jason Spriggs stays at left tackle then, uh, Ty, d- does the prospect of a player like Kyle Murphy going up against someone the likes of Von Miller on Saturday scare you? Just about anybody going up against Von Miller scares me. True. Bri- Brian Balaga <laughs> uh, going up against Von Miller yeah. is not good either, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's being the preseason. I don't think they're going to get a lot, of, you know, a lot of odd stunts or twists or anything out of that side of the ball. It's probably going to still be pretty vanilla, even though this is basically the dress rehearsal. And I'd say they're still going to keep somebody like Martellus Bennett on that side of the ball. They may shade um, Ripkowski over there to chip and help. They're they're not going to put Kyle Murphy on an island by himself against Von Miller, even in the preseason. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, obviously, the Packers uh, will... Uh, scheme toward that I have to imagine and you'd be correct there um Ty uh, how would you handle the playing time divvied up among quarterbacks this game because obviously you know Aaron Rodgers now faces the prospect of uh, having a backup right tackle protecting him along the offensive line yeah I'm even even before Belaga sprained his ankle, I'm not sure that Rodgers was going to get more than a quarter in this game, even though traditionally we see the starters get about a half. The way he looked even in a series against Washington, I think Rodgers may be in better form in the preseason than we've seen maybe at any other time in the past. So I would still say Rodgers will probably get a quarter. And then Hunley, I could see taking the second quarter, most of the third quarter and then the fourth quarter may be split half and half between Taysom Hill and old smoking Joe Callahan. <laughs> do, do you think that's fair between those two uh, get, getting the fourth quarter reps? I mean, is Taysom Hill deserve more at this point? I think there's, there's so much left to look at between the two and with the, the single roster cut this year, I'm not sure they're going to, give Hill more at this point because they have seen so much with Joe Callahan counting last year but that uh last preseason game I think will be the real truth teller in which one they may favor more between the two possible third stringers yeah that's a good point we're talking to Ty Alsbrooks of Blue Cheese Radio here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning Ty, uh, Saturday is going to be Malachi Dupree's first game back from concussion. What do you think 
what are your impressions on him? Does he stand a chance to make the 53-man roster for the regular season? You know, I, that's a tough one. Um, I really like the young man coming out of college. Even before last year, he had as high as a third-round grade on him coming into the draft. I'm not really sure how he fell so far, but that receiver room is as deep as I can ever remember it being in the preseason. And even the hype train is rolling again on Jeff Janis. He's looked really good this preseason, even running routes. So I, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to stash Dupree on the practice squad. It's definitely an uphill climb for the kid. Yeah, it'll be an interesting battle for those wide receiver spots on the final roster and at least they got two games left to prove themselves here it'll be fun to watch similar situation for Demarius Randall first game back from concussion after making headlines for criticizing Bryce Treggs the Philadelphia Eagle what does Demarius Randall have to show you and prove the rest of this preseason tie oh Randall's got to put it on the field I know he can talk. I mean, everybody at this point knows he can talk, but I've got to see it. I'd like to see some of the uh, the aggressiveness that he displayed in his rookie year, the confidence that he had coming up and jamming a receiver, attacking the ball, attacking the ball carrier. I think we, we may have started to see that in the limited time that he played in the Eagles game, but last year he dealt with the, the groin injury. His confidence was obviously shaken. I'm just going to need to really see him go out there and just put it on the field, show the confidence that he seems to have, and show the playmaking ability that we've seen from him in the past. Yeah, that's fair, obviously. Uh, An open-ended question here for you before we let you go, Ty. Other than the players that we've already talked about here, if you could give me one more, what what player – are you most interested in watching on Saturday and why? I'm actually the most interested this Saturday and to try to see what Ty Montgomery does with what will likely be extended action. Um, McCarthy has been very open in suggesting that he is the starter. He's the number one running back. And I would really like to see how he looks with what will probably be most of a first half, if not kind of split with Jamal Williams, who I'm also quite interested to see if he may get more action. But I, they've been awful conservative with the running backs thus far in the preseason, which there's a lot of mouths to feed and a lot of guys try to look at. But uh, he, he's definitely one that I'm going to have an eye on. Fantastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to that too. Hopefully he keeps a hold of the ball this time unlike the first preseason game but yeah anyway ty thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today preview the packers broncos game on monday we're going to be talking to your partner in crime michael uh should, should we be aware of him oh you might be mike can uh he can surprise you from time to time he might give you some interesting answers so It'll, it should be a fun conversation for you guys. Good, good. Looking forward to it. And thank you for your time. Uh, best of luck with what you're doing with Blue Cheese Radio. Keep up the good work, all right? All righty. Take care. That is Ty Ellsbrooks of Blue Cheese Radio, part of the Pack to the Future Network, joining us here at Railbird Central on a Friday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? 
I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it. And before getting into anything else, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how former Packers offensive lineman Jerry Kramer was named as a senior committee finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Thursday. I wish I had like a, a sound bite of applause right now. I should have got that ready before the show. Uh, but regardless, this is the 11th time Jerry Kramer has been nominated for the Hall of Fame more times than anyone else in history without being nominated. And perhaps most remarkable is the last time he was a finalist, which was was 20 years ago, leading some to believe that this time would never come again. Well, it has. And that's fantastic news. Jerry Kramer's credentials include winning five NFL championships and two Super Bowls. He was named to the NFL's 50th anniversary team and is the only member of that team not inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he's perhaps best known for throwing the block that allowed Bart Starr to score the game-winning touchdown in the ice ball. Uh, For those new to the podcast, we had Kramer's daughter, Alicia, on the show a little over a year ago. Alicia, as you may know, may or may not know, has campaigned vigorously for years on her father's behalf and for his uh, enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And this was one of the most poignant moments in Railbird Central history and a moment I wanted to go back and share with you, seeing as that he's now a finalist once again. This is about a, a two-minute audio clip, but I it, it's so touching and moving. It's, it's worth listening to again. Enjoy. Alicia, if I could... If I could have only asked you one question today, I, I'm really interested in this one because I think you're going to have some strong opinions on it. What was your reaction last year, last season, when you found out that former Raiders quarterback Kenny Stabler was elected by the seniors committee posthumously? Um, kind of, uh, I'll, I'll stop there. I, I want to hear what you have to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I understand where you're going with that. That's um, as I started doing the Hall of Fame, Fame campaign, I, I noticed that there were a couple players that had gone in after they passed. And Dad is approaching, he is 80. He's not approaching 80, he is 80. And he's still in good health in some ways. In other ways, he's starting, the age is starting to catch up with him. And uh, after I saw so many people, one of the things that I saw continually on social media is people pushing for Kenny. And... And I kept thinking, boy, he's going to go in. And then he passed. And that really struck a chord personally with me. Um, Dad has had a wonderful life. But this this is the ultimate career achievement to be selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The one thing on his football resume that makes it almost incomplete. And I just feel like I need to to do this. And it needs to be done before he passes away so he can at least enjoy it. Um, I just have this feeling and, and as dad ages and continues to slow down and not do as many public appearances and stuff, I just feel this urge. I feel compelled more and more to do it. And I just like to see him enjoy it and some of his teammates be there and enjoy it. 
and his fans be there and enjoy it with him while he's alive. I'm getting all choked up just thinking about it. It shouldn't be personal, but it is. No, I, I understand where you're coming from, and thank you for being so frank about it. Congratulations to Jerry Kramer on being a Hall of Fame finalist. Hopefully, we're congratulating him for formally being chosen. Let's go sharply against Brian real fast. Pardon me here. <laughs> My soundbite just continued on there. Uh, hopefully, we're, we're congratulating Jerry Kramer for being chosen as an inductee to the Hall of Fame, which will be announced the day before the Super Bowl. So if you want to know when he's formally, uh, when, when they choose the official members of the hall of fame that's when it, they they talk about it in the days leading up to the super bowl um and, and then it is formally announced the saturday before so there you go early 2018 whatever that date is must be early february i'm guessing um all right so to update you on what's going on with offensive lineman brian balaga uh, if you haven't paid that close of attention, have been busy or whatever. He originally dropped out of practice on Wednesday, and we didn't exactly know right away the extent of the injury. But head coach Mike McCarthy subsequently ruled him out of Saturday's game against the Broncos. I believe he did that in a press conference. But a report out since then by Rob Domofsky of ESPN.com has since said that Balaga officially has a sprained ankle. It will not require surgery and he'll be kept out the remainder of the preseason, including the finale next week as well. So like Dean Lowry before him, uh, you wish no injury happened at all, but considering the alternatives, considering what could have happened, this is relatively good news. Uh, Balaga has a rather long injury history, but the silver lining is that most of it has to do with his knees and hips. And I think at the point he injured himself on Wednesday, that was still 17 days before the start of the regular season, two and a half weeks, essentially, which could be enough for him to return in time for the week one opener against the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, no one's making any guarantees at this point, but the Packers will likely be very cautious with Balaga, allowing him to heal as much as possible so he can get out there against the Seahawks week one and be a factor out there and hopefully be close to as 100% as possible. He probably won't be 100 but hopefully he's he's close by that time uh sprained ankles are not the end of the world some are worse than others um but uh keep your fingers crossed so reportedly the first player who took reps in Balaga's absence at practice was Kyle Murphy who is just sticking with playing the right side of the offensive line. Apparently, Jason Spriggs also got some reps on the right side during practice, uh, as he has, I'm sure, in the past, um, you know, being trained as a, you know, a a, a, a swing tackle and basically a, a swing player in general. We'll remember that last year, Jason Spriggs got some playing time at right guard when TJ Lang was injured last season. Uh, so it, D- Jason Spriggs can play the right side of the line, 
But if I am the Packers, uh, based upon what I've seen out of Jason Spriggs, uh, the fact that he hasn't looked that good, maybe the best choices to see right now to see what Kyle Murphy can do at, at the right tackle spot. He wasn't as highly touted as Spriggs. Obviously, he was drafted several rounds later. Uh, the ceiling may not be quite as high. But you know what? Kyle Murphy is a pretty good player in his own right. He was a very, very highly recruited player coming out of high school. So, I mean, from from day one, I believe he was a five-star recruit that, that people knew he was a good player even way back then. And he had a very standout career, including thinking enough of him to play on the left side of the offensive line at Stanford at, at a very high level on, on Pac-12 championship teams there. So uh, Kyle Murphy himself is an accomplished college player. And, and while last year he got very little playing time when it mattered during the regular season, he's now in his second year and we're hoping that he can take that second year jump. I I think it's it would be great to see what he's got. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot on his plate, and obviously you're worried about Aaron Rodgers and his health because you know if he's out there for even just a quarter and it's not a full half, it, he's still out there exposed to injury. But as long as the Packers do their job, and just like how we talked about with Ty Ellsbrooks before, if they you know scheme toward helping out the young right tackle when the starters are in the game, uh, which is just what they would have to do during the regular season as well. It's it's not like this is extra work for them. Uh, I mean, they want to be prepared in situations like this. If, if Kyle Murphy had to be out there week one against the Seahawks, they would have to try to, you know, scheme uh, ways to, to give him help to, to come up with formations that are putting the tight end more often than not on the right side of the formation, having running backs help out on that side of the formation, whether it's Aaron Ripkowski, Ty Montgomery, Jamal Williams, or whatever, you know, that's, that's what this time is for now uh, today as they practice to, to, you know, figure these things out and, and adjust and, and come up with additional, uh, you know, expanding the playbook uh, and, and figuring out that that they're going to call have to call more plays that way than maybe they anticipated at the beginning of the week as they started to prepare for the Broncos here. So, uh, I mean, that's that's what we have to look forward to this game, and I, I think that's that's what's fun about watching a preseason game like this. While it's it's preseason and it's not the greatest football ever. There are little things like that to look forward to. Uh, it may not be a regular season game, but you know it's it's still fun to watch a young player's development, whether it's Spriggs or it's Murphy. If I'm the Packers, I'm putting Murphy out there and see what he can do. And if he fails miserably, hey, there's one more game. Maybe they could put Jason Spriggs there for the preseason finale with the starters uh, in a week or so and see how he does. Or, or hey, Maybe they, they they alternate them. Maybe Kyle Murphy takes the first drive with the starters. Maybe Jason Spriggs is out there for the second drive at right tackle. I'm not sure what they do this game, uh, but I, I'm trying to give Kyle Murphy the benefit of the doubt, and I want to see what he can do uh, because he's not chopped liver, even though he was like 
what a sixth round draft choice, I believe. Uh, he he can be a very good player, I think, based upon what I saw out of him in college, and would like to see what he can do protecting Aaron Rodgers on the right side of the offensive line against the Denver Broncos on Saturday. It should be interesting and hopefully fun to watch. Hopefully we aren't cringing out there. Hopefully it is fun to watch this this game on Saturday from that aspect and, and what's going on. But uh, continuing on. The day ahead. All right. So the Packers hold a closed-door practice on Friday. So that will happen before what is a travel day as the team flies to Denver in advance of Saturday's game against the Broncos. Because of the busy schedule, there's not a lot of media coverage today on Friday or the day before any game for that matter. No press conferences, player interviews, or anything like that. And uh, just so you're aware, if you don't know already, it's going to be a late one on Saturday with kickoff slated for 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time where the Packers are located. And those of you who live out east, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. So this one may very well uh, end past midnight for those out on the east coast um so it'll be a late one so just prepare yourselves you may have to get a nap in during the day if you hope to stay up for the entirety of this one uh as it airs live the game will be broadcast live on the packers tv network in parts of eight states um uh, you'll have to check your local listings to see if that includes you and on the packers radio network as well Uh, If you're outside the coverage area, you can check it out live on the subscription-based NFL Game Pass. And if that's still not an option for you, well, the NFL Network replay is on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time. So just a few hours after it ends, really, um, on on Sunday morning. So there you go. That's, That's how to catch the game how to watch it, whether you're streaming it, whether you're watching it live, whether you're watching it uh, later uh, on replay, and uh, trying to give you as many options as possible because I know it's it's just not aired live on national TV like many of the regular season games are. Not Certainly not all of them, but a uh, lot, lot, of, lot of chances, a lot, lot better chance you can see the Packers in the regular season than you can in the preseason no matter where you live in the United States or, you know, in some cases internationally. So there you go, folks. I hope you enjoy the game Saturday night, uh, the third preseason game, as it is traditionally the game that the starters play the most. This is the closest we're going to get to a regular season environment during the exhibition season. So there you go. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good Friday. Uh, we'll talk to you again two more days from now, or pardon me, three more days from now, I guess. As on Monday, uh, we already have our next guest lineup, Mike from Blue Cheese Radio, Ty's partner in crime over there, uh, as we get prepared for that and give you the aftermath of the Packers-Broncos game. So looking forward to that. On behalf of everybody at Cheesehead TV, I'm Brian Kiravu. Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's the live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. 
We'll see you later, folks. I leave you today with a song called Mental Floss by Keller Williams on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later. Go Pack Go.